Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design and money coach and I help people welcome more ease, joy, and abundance into their lives so they can live their lives to their full potential. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited to bring you another amazing episode today. But first, we got things to talk about. First of all, how is your energy? How is this early January feeling for you? It feels like from talking to my clients and people just who are in my circle, I'm feeling some people are really feeling the surge of energy that comes with like a new school year type of vibe that comes at the beginning beginning of January. Others of us are like, huh? All right. Don't know what's going on here. It's a little rocky, except I do know what's going on. It's the end of the year. I believe I mentioned this last week that human design New Year's comes at the end of the month. And that is when I personally feel that surge of energy of like, let's go. It also this year happens to coincide with Lunar New Year. So holy moly, that is, there's just so much power. excuse me. So Lunar New Year, Human Design New Year, all together, it just feels really powerful. So if you're not feeling that surge of like, holy moly, let's do it. Go team. It's okay. Give yourself a couple weeks, ease into this new year. Maybe it feel like you're like kind of buffering (laughs) as though you're loading an internet video and just take your time. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right this second. Okay. So before we get to this episode, I need to talk to you about my new program, Learn Your Human Design with me. This is going to be a six-month program, and it's kind of like an extended, super in-depth human design reading, but also kind of not like that at all. You see, human design is all an experiment. Your personal 100% unique experiment. And what we're going to do is we're going to dive all the way into every single aspect of your chart. I am going to teach you everything I know about human design. I've been studying this for like five years. So you are going to get to know everything I know about human design in relation to you. You're going to learn all these things about you. We stretch it over six months so you can really truly digest it. It's intentional it's paced. I'm not just like dumping a ton of information on you. I want you to embody it. I want you to take it in. I want you to live it and I want you to play and experiment with it. So if you are like, oh my God, I gotta be in, go to kelseyabbott.com. Check the link in the show notes. We start at the end of the month after Human Design New Year's and I would absolutely positively love to have you in there. So check it out. And if you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say human design, come on over to KelseyAbbott.com and get your free chart. I love you so much. Now let's get to the juicy episode. Okay, Daniel, what are you excited about? I'm excited that we do this thing every year where we make Christmas cookies for all our neighbors. And it's amazing and exhausting all at the same time. But here's why I love it because all of us do it. My whole little family does it and everybody's like in charge of something. And it, we just, we deliver such, such magic when we do it. And when in Germany, when we were there, we accidentally made a thousand cookies. We had so many cookies. And yes, we don't do that anymore. 
So what kind of, I love this. I absolutely love this. What kind of cookies do you make? We make, um, these oatmeal fudge bars. I guess they're not really cookies. Mm-hmm. And sugar cookies are our favorite snickerdoodle, um, sour cream cookies. So good. I've never had that. Sounds delicious. Almost better than sugar cookies and molasses crinkle cookies. Some mm-hmm. cookies. Hmm. I feel like I'm forgetting like a really amazing one, but yeah, that's, there's a lot. Wow. We, my mom and I used to every year make sand tarts. There, this is a French cookie that it's kind of like a sugar cookie, but really thin and they, um, they've got pieces of lemon rind in them. They're oh. so good. And then I went gluten-free and the recipe got a little more complicated and then I went vegan and the recipe got a little more complicated. And then I stopped eating oil and the recipe got more com- complicated. And we had, we like basically were like, okay, is it the fun of making something together? Or is it the fact that like what we're making? So it's just fun to do something together. That's more fun than the stress of trying to make it exactly the same. Yes. Okay. So did you come up with a recipe that is? It evolves every year. And as we're getting closer to my parents come coming to visit, I'm like, oh, what are we going to make? What are we going to make? And I don't know yet. Um, I have decided we're going to make bagels. There will be definitely some orange cranberry muffins because I love they smell so good and then now all my favorite food blogs that I follow are coming out with all these amazing recipes that of course I need to try Pete's gonna make um we've got a new recipe for vegan gluten-free um shortbread cookies Mm. he's gonna try shortbread's his thing like his family his dad used to make one version of shortbread and his mom would make another version and then, yeah, sand tarts were my family thing. I don't know. I, what we're love gonna it. Do. I love it. I don't even know what we're having for dinner tonight. I was super excited about last night. I was like, okay, we'll have spaghetti squash with Alfredo sauce. But then tomorrow I want something Mexican. And then Pete had red peppers for lunch. And all I smelled was red peppers. And I'm like, maybe not Mexican tonight. So do you ever, okay, okay do you ever share your food blog? With your listeners? <laughs> no, I'll tell everyone what it is right now. If you want to look at my old food blog, when was the last time I was posting in there? Like 2009? I, I mean, I like- think it's a little more recent than that because I think maybe before London. So it might be like 2012. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's healthyish.blogspot.com. Enjoy. I put it in the show notes. It's so good. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'll find inspiration for dinner tonight. Okay. So what is your awesome? What is what? what is- oh, so what am I excited about? Um, the first thing I was thinking about, I didn't know what I was going to say. I, you said you had something. And so I was like, okay, I'll see what, what Danielle says and respond to that. But what I was thinking was I just had so much fun after I swam today, jamming out to Casey Musgraves's um, ribbons and bows christmas song in my car and and this is something i was thinking about is that a feeling or emotion or energy maybe it's just energy like i can shift my energy so fast 
by listening to something that makes me feel sparkly. Can you do that too? Yes, absolutely. If you put on like Phantom of the Opera or I or Hamilton, energy is totally different. It's just high vibe. <laughs> okay, so this is interesting because Phantom of the Opera, not necessarily like cheerful. Right. It's the singing. So that would create, well, that's interesting. Well, did you know that some people feel a hit of oxytocin? Oh, I I always need to make sure I'm not saying the drug. Um, Oxytocin, when they listen to sad music, and some people don't. That's interesting. Have we never talked about this? Because you've said before, one of your favorite songs, if not your favorite song, is a song that I cannot tolerate. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's Pete's <laughs> favorite. So he definitely gets an oxytocin hit from it. For me, hearing that song makes me feel like my heart is shattering into a million pieces and someone is stomping on it. It is physically painful. I I I will like curl up in a ball bawling when I hear that song. That's interesting. Okay, so my take on it is complete like humans united mm. like this the most powerful loving highest connection feeling and and it makes me feel like the opposite because it's like essentially lonely alone and shattered and broken and destroyed yeah, if, you, if you listen to the lyrics it's pretty bad but there's something about like a whole bunch of people singing it and feeling that intensity of emotion and being together. I love. think most people have the same experience that you do. Okay. As I have met like maybe one other person who is not okay with sad music. And it's like, no, not, not just not okay, but destroyed by it. Like I can't handle that. Yeah. I remember, I remember where I was when I learned that little factoid because Pete and I were like, Oh, it's good. For example, the Christmas shoes song. Oh, that's, I, I cannot. Oh. That one is it like, why, why am I going to put myself through this? This no, is absolutely not. No, we do not right? do that one. Mm-hmm. Right? No, I don't understand. I don't. Who approved that as a Christmas song? The nineties. <laughs> that one we've, um, I don't know. Alexa has done a good job of censoring for us. Finally, maybe, maybe we've yelled too many times when that has come on. I feel like it hasn't come on at all yet this year for us, but we're like, Alexa, stop. Don't ever play that again. It's so bad. It it does something to one's soul. It does. That's how I feel with Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. So let's not talk about that because I want to talk about not looking at the problem. And one of the things I was thinking about (laughs) with regards to this topic is I was thinking about how I watch Christmas movies and I love Christmas movies. I watch, except last night, this was very disappointing, but we don't need to talk about that right now. Uh, I watch the like, yay, Christmas, yay, falling in love, all the magic. And then, you know, every Christmas movie has a formula then there's the conflict. There's the so-and-so lied about being a prince or 
whatever they lied that they work for the the bad guys there is some sort of lie that often doesn't i'm like wow you're overreacting hugely but anyway the lie comes and then they fight they go their separate ways and eventually they come back together i skip i see the the lie comes and i fast forward until it's all happy again and this is essentially me not looking at the problem Mm, yes because I do the same thing if I'm reading a book and I can see that the problem is about to come. I don't want to read that. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because we've always done that. But the idea of not looking at the problem is a little bit more recent in our lives. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because I used to feel guilty about this hack of mine. It was like, no, you have to sit through it. You have to you have to suffer. You have to like see all parts of life or some, some sort of stories like that. And no, no. Um, here's the thing. I have a life. I am a human and I see the whole thing and I get to choose, especially when I'm watching like Hallmark movies or reading a book or whatever, like when I'm doing something for entertainment, I don't want to then stare at problems and talk about problems and look at problems. And that's not, that's not what I want to do in my whole life either. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I have a question about not looking at the problem. I could see how there is a lens or angle that people would look at that and think that is toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you think the difference is. Mm. I, I feel like the easiest way is to explain through examples. So I had this foot pain and it hurts when I run and I can, as I run, be like, ow, 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 ow. Or as I run, I can think of like, oh my God, look at the hawk. Look at this is beautiful weather. Oh, look at all the people so happily exercising out here. I am so excited that I get to move my body. And you know what? When I do that, it gets, it feels better. It feels better and I run better. Mm. So I'm not like, I feel like that. Yeah, there. you're right. There is a like, don't be a, don't be naive. Don't be a jerk. Don't be toxically positive. A Pollyanna. Is yeah. The- Which, you know, I first learned that term when I was in my twenties, I think from Pete's family. And I, I really sat with it for a while. I was like, why is that a bad thing? I, know. I always thought Pollyanna was kind of cool. Same. I loved Pollyanna. I loved her light. I love how she brought the community together. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize that people didn't like that. Like that's actually, they don't like it. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with being happy? I think there's, if you're faking it, yeah, that's, that's not cool. Be your authentic self, feel your feelings when you're really hurting, when you're super angry, don't just completely blow it off and fake it. This isn't about faking it. It's about looking at something else. It's the, you know, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Right. So when you're, let's say I'm like in something 
and that turn the other cheek comes and I'm like, okay, like this is a really big problem. I'm, I really feel all these things that I feel and I can be, I can start to focus on something else. Yes. That thing is still there, but I can start to focus on something else. And that's what shifts the energy. And that's where the magic can happen. Exactly. Because what we focus on grows, what we appreciate appreciates. And the universe doesn't know when we're like looking at a problem saying like, not this, not this, not this. The universe is like, Oh, she really likes this. So we'll bring her more. Right. Then you're feeling, you're feeling that the energy, the problem, and then it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So if you just shift energy to something more, what would be a good word for that? Just, just look at something that brings you joy. There you go. So you're stuck in traffic. You can choose to be like, cranky, cranky. Oh my God. All these people are so stupid. I'm never going to get where I'm going. Or you can jam out to music that you like, or you can, I did this the other day. I was just thinking about Izumi's doing this new snuggle with mom in the morning thing, which I love so much. And I know I was the weirdo sitting in my car, completely silent, just like beaming because I was thinking about Zoomy morning snuggles. Like it totally shifted my energy. Yes. The magic. It can be that easy. It can be that easy. And we, you and I did a, um, a practice of like for, a, I don't know, what is it? A week. We were like, let's just look at, look at the joy. Don't look at the problem. And that was, it was magical. There was so much mm-hmm. more joy in the week. Mm-hmm. And you start to see when you're talking to some people, how much they are in there looking at the problem. We have entire industries based around, let's look at the problem. Let's talk about the problem. Yeah, true. So why, of course, humans are going to think they can create bonds and friendships over problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had, I have a client who has, when we first started working together, she said one of the things she wanted, like one of her concerns was that she wanted to lose weight and feeling into that. I think I said something like, are you okay with not looking at that for a little while? Like, are you okay with ignoring it? I know this sounds weird. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So we didn't look at it and she lost 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if the story is heavy and hard, then you're just going to attract more of that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's awesome. such a weird way of being, you know, like it's a, it's, it takes practice because it's completely against our cultural training. And it, the results are magical. They are. They are. We, we get to live in the magic. We get to choose our story. We get to choose like in our lives, we don't literally get to choose what we fast forward through, but we also do. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for the metaphor. <laughs> You're welcome. Daniel <laughs> loves metaphors. <laughs> that was a metaphor I actually can hold on to and I get it. Because usually I just smile and nod through mm-hmm. metaphors. But no, yes, we let's turn the cheek and focus on what's good and what's love and what's light. And for me, what is pink? What feels mm. like pink? I'm there. I love that. So I guess 
our invitation for the audience right now is go for a week. Try it. Don't look at the problem. And tell us. We want to hear how did it go? What shifted? Where was the magic? We really want to hear it. Yes. Yes, please. please. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it with anyone else you know who needs to hear it. And if it lights you up to do so, please leave a five-star rating and a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, let's talk about you. If you don't have your human design chart from me, go and get it at KelseyAbbott.com. If you are interested in one of the Find Your Awesome Podcast events coming up, go to KelseyAbbott.com. You will find everything you need there. Thank you so much for listening. You are amazing. You are wonderful. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome.